the many places of heaven visited by Brother Sodi, 1, the borderland of the Eternal Kingdom and the outpost station of arrival, I was transported to heaven by the angels of the Lord, as we were climbing the pillar of heaven I looked abroad and I saw that we were just entering a region of bright clouds something like a glorious, glowing, earthly sunset, only far superior, we were slowing up in the great suburbs of the eternal kingdom, then I began to hear music, the song of the redeemed in heaven, all the heavenly kingdom is full of music without a discord, no sweeter music ever fell on my ears, for a moment I seemed bewildered with what met my gaze in every direction, the light was so transparent and far exceeding the most perfect day earth ever afforded, clusters of heavenly flowers were growing everywhere, groves of beautiful trees loaded with fruit, along with magnificent flowering shrubs beautiful beyond description met my eye in all directions, roadways like winding streets arranged with exquisite taste and beauty were penetrating this pleasure ground of glory, lovely souls were coming and going, passing and repassing each other with the salutations and courtesies that heaven only knows. The chariot was now slowing its speed in such raptures of glory which filled my soul, I cannot describe them. I was simply lost in wonder, while I kept saying, surely I am at home at last. The chariot finally halted beside a beautiful grove of fruit-laden trees, the doors were opened and the angels stepped out, I fairly sprang with one leap to the solid foundations of the heavenly kingdom. For a moment I stood perfectly entranced as I saw so many happy souls clothed in white garments of lovely patterns, and all with such bright and happy faces beaming with perfect contentment and satisfaction, when I step off the celestial vehicle the angel of the Lord entrusted me in the hand of the elder Joshua the servant of Moses, the elder now said to me, well my son, you are now at home. All that you see and infinitely more is the provision of your heavenly Father's love and almighty power, this is the borderland of the heavenly domain, your sacrifices on earth were little when compared to your great gains here, I said there comes to my memory a sweet passage of scripture which I never fully comprehend until now, for our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh out for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, sure enough said the elder Joshua, you have only begun to comprehend the glory but you will feel the weight of it, Joshua said to me it is a common thing for the children of God when they reach the heavenly world to seem bewildered, when they are ushered into the presence of angels and the spirits of just men made perfect and the glory of this kingdom, which exceed the most sanguine expectation, Two, the experience of the crystal river of life the sea of glass and the tree of life with the flagrant leaves, then Joshua said to me, let us go to yonder cluster of trees and sit down a moment, I noticed as we approached these trees that they were growing beside a great river whose waters were clear as crystal, and sparkling with a light of which I had but a faint idea while I was in the flesh. The trees were beautiful beyond anything I had ever seen, their form was so symmetrical and lovely, with no dead or withered branches, the leaves had such an aroma that the fragrance spread over everything and to all parts of the kingdom of God as I was told, everyone was brought under its influence, I had felt the power of this fragrance long before I knew the source, I saw clusters and groves of these trees lining the bank as far as the eye could reach, there I saw multitudes of redeemed souls clothed in the purest white, and all them seemed filled with the same spirit of praise which I had felt so constantly since entering the portals of the kingdom, then Joshua said, let us gather some of the fruit of these trees and then we will join that company yonder, I replied I would be quite glad to do so for I have eaten nothing since leaving the body and yet I felt no great sense of need, then Joshua asked me, what kind of fruit would you prefer? You can have your choice of things here just as you used to in the earth, if you feel faint or weary from your long abstinence from food, this kind of bear-shaped and beautifully colored fruit is what you need, actually the tree has twelve kinds of fruit upon it as you see, I said with a feeling of deepest praise, how wonderfully God has provided for us. Twelve kinds of fruit on each tree, ripening their fruit every month, and the leaves never withering. The trees of life have twelve kinds of fruit adapted to all the needs of the human soul, then the elder said to me, look across to the other side of the river, when I looked I saw clusters and groves of these trees lining the bank as far as the eye could reach, 
There I saw multitudes of redeemed souls clothed in the purest white and all them seemed filled with the same spirit of praise which I had felt so constantly since entering the portals of the kingdom, then we pluck from the boughs on this side of the tree and we ate, the fruit of these tree imparted to me refreshing and enlightening grace, it is beyond the comprehension of mortal man to know, it must be eaten to be understood. The taste of the fruit was delicious indeed. The earth never furnished anything like it in terms of taste, not the orange, peach, nor melon, nor would the fragrance of the rose compare with it, when anyone eats of these trees said the elder, he can never die again, nor grow old nor feel weary, death have no more dominion over him. One of these trees grew in the Garden of Eden, after our first parents had sinned against God, they thought to eat of the fruit of it also, but God said no for had they eaten of it they would have lived forever in that sinful and dying state, so a flaming angel was sent to guard it, and so man never eats of it until he has passed the boundaries of his earthly life, after eating from the tree of life, Joshua said, let us cross over, and to my great astonishment I found we could walk upon the surface of the water which seemed like a sea of glass, it was so transparent and yet it was gliding and rolling along as beautifully as any stream I had ever seen on earth, I quickly remembered the word of God by his prophet, but there the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers wherein shall go no galley with oars, neither shall gallant ship pass thereby, I seemed now to be conscious that we were somewhere near one of the great entrances or gateways into the heavenly world, where all the souls from certain sections of the earth are brought and welcomed. At this moment I turned around and to my great joy a most lovely person was coming very near me. He bore marks of great age, and yet for all that he had an indescribable youthful appearance. He was not like the other spirits that I was accustomed to seeing. His glory was similar to Joshua, they were very much alike, actually these are the ones who have experienced the first resurrection when the Lord came back to life. They are the most glorious souls in heaven and they are called the elders, I said, is this Abraham? Yes it is he replied, in the bosom of Abraham. I said softly, and I began to bow myself down before him, for a certain feeling of awe filled my soul, stand up my son he said, we are all brethren here, then he clasped my hand in his and with his other drew me close to him and gave me his kiss of welcome, such a freshness of love and joy that burst upon my soul. Then Abraham now proceeded to the brink and with a golden goblet he dipped and filled the cup for me and said, My sons, drink of this river and you shall never thirst again, nor be faint, nor weary. As I drank from the cup I said, O oh praise God for such a supply. So sweet to the taste. How full of invigorating power. It makes me feel the joy and glow of youth, you never can feel old or weary again after drinking of this living water said the elder for it is the water of life, you will soon see the king in his beauty, and probably some of those who knew you on earth may come out and meet you on the journey toward the city gates, but the light is still too great for you. The aroma and fragrance of the leaves of the trees by the crystal river will prepare you for the glory of the city. By this time everything was ready and twelve legions of believers from various places have gathered in a very short time beside the river of life. Three the journey to the majestic jasper wall and the golden gate of Judah, then I heard music, we could hear very lovely music in the distance, and looking in the direction from where it came, we saw a great escort of angels with flaming chariots of light coming toward us, I cried out together with many other voices, as we caught the first glimpse of them, Abraham lovingly said, these are the chariots of God under the conduct of angels, they will soon be among you bringing many ancient loved ones to greet you with a welcome then they will carry you inside the city and the throne itself, we all stood as in breathless silence in amazement and great wonder, at the marvelous sight, the chariots and all within glowed with a brightness and glory which we knew were reflected from the throne itself, so when they had finally halted, they praised God, saying his redeemed are here, the charioteers now kindly invited us all to take seat with them, we boarded inside the chariots and the whole multitude were praising God, in a few moments we were flying with great speed toward the city gate following the course of the crystal river of life, the light toward the city which I had seen on my first arrival grew more and more glorious as we approached the city, 
we could at length see the shining jasper walls, although we were rolling along at such great rapidity the wheels of the celestial vehicle were noiseless. The appearance of the landscape on either side seemed at a distance like a sea of glass mingled with fire, but on a closer examination it seemed that it was immortal. There were flowers of unfading glory and with an endless variety of colors, we saw thousands of angels and happy spirits passing in all directions, they were very joyous and happy in their work, I thought of the word of the Lord, he maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flaming fire, just as we were coming near the great gateway one of the elders came and met us saying, all welcome ye children of God, your Redeemer stands just inside the gate yonder at which you will soon enter. The elder made such a lovely bow and his words were so cordial and full of love it seemed to send a thrill of gladness over every soul, I cast my eyes up at the majestic wall, it was of great height and shone with a brightness I cannot describe. It rested on twelve massive foundations, each having the name of one of the apostles above it, and so they decreased to the twelfth and presented the appearance of a majestic stairway, the name of Peter was written on the first foundation. Paul on the second, John on the third, James on the fourth, and so on, garnished with an amethyst. The wall rose to a great height, the light streaming from these foundations was most precious, just here I noticed Abraham passing nearby, and I asked him the mystery of the wall and its foundations. He said this wall is the eternal security of God's people, as long as this wall shall stand they are eternally safe. The mighty truths of God promulgated by the apostles, as taught by our Lord himself is our eternal safety, now this wall of which you can see but a very little portion entirely encircles this giant city, we are just in the springtime of our eternal life, he said to me, you see that great Judean gate yonder? Its frame and hinges are of the purest gold and set with one great pearl, this gate always stands open for there is no restraint in heaven. Unbounded liberty is now yours forever, you will further remember that there are twelve of these gates as well as twelve foundations and there are twelve angels as well as twelve gates, no man can enter these gates not fully prepared, we are nearing the great gateway, every one of the new arrivals was filled with wonder and anxiety, we had heard so much about the holy city while we lived in the world, and of its many mansions, its streets of gold, its gates of pearl its transparent light without sun or moon, so that we all felt an intense yearning to enter in, we knew we had been eating of the tree of life, and drinking of the crystal river, so with confidence we kept looking forward, we knew we had been trying to please him, and the conscious sense that all our sin had been forgiven and our garment washed and made white was additional consolation to us now, by this time we were entering the massive Judean gateway. Our hearts were all filled with joy in the expectation of so soon seeing him whom our souls loved, as we passed through the golden gateway the most beautiful scene met our gaze, to say the streets were pure gold or transparent glass would give the best idea by way of comparison of any object I know, the great boulevard leading from the gate seemed to lead off toward the center of the holy city, as we were entering the portal of the gate of Judah they were mighty stupendous columns of precious stone shining with a brightness that heaven only knows, massive domes and great archways were overhead, nothing showed any signs of decay or age, no rubbish or signs of wear, the light toward the mansion was exceeding great, Abraham now stood up prominently before us all and with his hand beckoned for silence, and said, I wish now to repeat to you all the portion of God's word which I know you will recognize, but ye are now come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling which speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, our hearts were burning with great emotion, but scarcely did we know what to say. We were so overawed at our surroundings, we were in a sinless country, and in the presence of some who had lived thousands of years ago amid customs so different from our own, also face to face with the angels of whose birth we knew nothing, but the greatest attraction of all was to see him whom our souls loved and by whom we had been redeemed and by whose blood we had been washed from our sins, 
We had already been told that he was waiting near the gate in one of the mansions and that the great book of life would be near him and would be open to the pages bearing our names. Our Lord now came forward to meet and welcome us, twelve legions of happy souls had now filed in at the great gateway and stood before our King, the glory and majesty of his being can never be described. The beloved disciple on Patmos once tried to tell of his glorious appearance as he revealed himself on earth. He was then clothed with a flowing garment down to his feet and girt about with a golden girdle, his head and hair seemed white as snow, and his eyes as a flame of tire, his feet were glowing like burnished brass, his countenance was like the sun at midday. He bore the marks in his hands, and above his sandals the nail prints showed distinctly, he was the very embodiment of light, it was not dazzling to our eyes as was Moses' face to Israel of old for we were prepared for it since the days of our conversion on earth until we passed through this gate we were being prepared for this vision of our Lord, the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, for the glory of God did lighten it and the Lamb is the light throb he was also the embodiment of love itself, every feature of his face spoke of love, indeed it was the reflection of his father's infinite love, after being welcomed by the Lord, we rushed to scatter in the city. The crowds of the Redem had scattered in many directions, some had gone with their friends to quiet places and beneath the trees, they were sitting on the upholstery of heaven in joyous conversation, others meeting with old friends, had boarded the chariots and with them gone to distant places of the city, my mother was still near me and beckoned me to come with her, we walked only a short distance and sat down beside a stupendous column of what seemed jasper and sapphire shining with the light which the eternal city only knows. The cushions were of the finest fabric and the upholstering had been done by the hands of saints and angels, for everyone is busily employed in heaven, compulsion is not known, but contentment of which we only knew the shadow while in our most restful moments in earth seemed to clothe everyone here, my mother said, I have been here for over sixty years and I have gone multitudes of times to distant parts of the city and yet I have seen but a little portion of my inheritance, speaking in language which you will better understand. The city is fifteen hundred miles each way and its height is the same as its length and breadth, so its vastness is sufficient for you and you have the privileges of it all, I said, how wonderful are the works of God. I am simply lost in admiration and wonder. Indeed your wonder will never come to an end. Story upon story is built and the inconceivable height and glory and vastness can never be fully comprehended by us, do you see those fountains yonder gushing with their pure water of life? Yes I replied, I have been noticing them for quite a while, and I wanted to ask you about them, for I see so many gathering around them and drinking from golden goblets, I presume they are free? Indeed and they are throughout the city and even to the remotest parts of paradise. Do you remember the scripture which I used to read to you near seventy years ago, that the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters? When you get to the throne itself you will see the greatness of its meaning as you cannot now, you have already eaten of the trees of life, and you have drank of the crystal river around the borderlands, I am sure you noticed that there were twelve kinds of fruit on each tree. They were all planted and are growing by the immediate direction of our Lord himself said my mother, you remember his words, while on earth I go to prepare a place for you, and here it is, those fountains and trees with all their blessing are forever yours, one never tires of anything he has here, nor wishes for anything that he cannot have. The varieties of food are so abundant, you can eat and be wholly satisfied, for, the heavenly bank what privileges we have here in heaven, by way of going from place to place, and visiting among the beautiful mansions I see lining these great avenues and boulevard of the city, then my friend Bohemond and I now walked a short distance to a most remarkable cluster of buildings which Moses had pointed out to me. They were massive, stupendous and grand. They occupied one whole block of the city and seemed to be four square, a great inscription was written above the threshold treasures laid up in heaven, we spent a long time going from place to place looking into these wonderful treasures which God's people have secured for themselves, as well as rejected blessings which might have been secured by a diligent effort while on earth, for we found that all these multitudes of holy gems, jewels, 
pearls and lovely garments all had their counterpart in the experience of saints on earth. These heavenly jewels might have been easily secured and would have added much to the riches of the soul in the heavenly kingdom. But I can tell you more of these at another time. Before leaving the shrine of holy symbols we were told that not far away from here was a place where great congregations meet for public worship and praise, many hundreds of which are located in different parts of the holy city, I said to my friend, let us go there at once for we have enjoyed no congregational worship since leaving the gate of Judah, as we stepped out at the door of the sacred shrine onto the open street. We found that it was literally crowded with thousands of happy souls on their way to the great praise service, just at this point came two chariots sweeping along in which were seated many of the patriarchs, prophets, and apostles of Jesus, I noticed that each of them had a harp, and someone with a large stringed instrument stood up prominently among them. I said, who is the man with his face shining with such glory having the stringed instrument? Several spoke at once and said, you have sung his hymns and psalms a thousand times guess who he is, I did not need to be told. I knew it was David the king, our Lord once said that many should come from the east and the west and should sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, here it is fulfilled to us, I do bless God for his great salvation. David invited me in his chariot, then he said cast your eyes abroad and see, I arose and stood upright in the chariot with one hand on David's shoulder and with the other I held my harp, to my great astonishment as far as the eye could reach, I saw innumerable hosts gathering and everyone robed in the purest white. The orchestra was still practicing and singing some of the most lovely songs human ears had ever heard, my soul was in a perfect state of rapture and bliss, the place of the meeting was more like a great amphitheater. The architecture had all been designed by our Lord and is among the things he went to prepare for us, all the seats were beautifully upholstered and the floors carpeted with exquisite taste, almost without noise or jar everyone found his place. I said to David, will our Lord be here among us? No doubt he is here now, answered David, and he will be seated in the center, and all the fresh arrivals will be ushered to seats near him. This is done to give them a fresh welcome and that all may see the vast hosts of those who are being redeemed and washed by his precious blood, and yet the strangers and newcomers which will be here is only a small portion of those who have recently entered the portals of paradise, and many of them have entered through the gates into the city, all the fresh arrivals were gathered from among the mighty concourse toward the center, our Lord sat on a kind of elevated throne visible to all the crowds. He arose and with most loving words gave us a very kind greeting, a deep sense of awe filled our minds, we knew we were standing in the presence of the Almighty Creator and Gracious Redeemer, and we felt great joy in the kind welcome He gave us. He held up His hands and the nail prints were also seen in His feet, He did not need a sermon to arouse our feelings of praise, before time could be given for any further introduction we had all fallen on our faces in adoring praise for we felt so deeply that all this glory was the result of his precious blood his sufferings and death on the cross of Calvary, in a few moments we all stood on our feet again and received another gracious welcome by our Lord. His words were most tender and loving and the welcome so sweet and full that at once we all felt perfectly at ease and at home with all the rest of the great company and we all praised God together. Many hundreds of angels who carried us from the scenes of our earthly lives into the heavenly domain were among us. They seemed to rejoice with great joy that we were safely home in the bosom of God. Just at this time David arose to his feet and with him many prophets, patriarchs, apostles and ancient servants of God. The song of praise was announced and the whole congregation having harps of God in their hands arose. We all joined, sang the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. The chorus was, Great and marvellous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of Saints, David's harp played that day as I think it had never played on earth, Paul and Silas stood side by side and their voices could be distinctly heard above the voices of many, if only the church on earth could catch the inspiration and life of this heavenly worship, there would be few lifeless congregations. When at last the great congregation had broken up and we were scattering in all directions, we met several ancient men and women who had lived far back in the past ages of the world, 
with some of whom we had very precious visits. 5. The Children Cathedral and Polytechnic, we cast our eyes through the great archway toward the chariot and saw David beckoning us to him. We hastened through the long island when near the chariot, we found it was filled with holy men of old, David now said, we saw that you were quite alone and thought you would like to go with us to a great praise service for the children soon to be held near the Judean gate, we gladly accepted their offer, saying we were on our way to the throne, but will be glad to go with you for we are but little acquainted with the city, Paul spoke lovingly and yet laughingly and said, well dear brethren, I have been here for more than eighteen hundred years and yet I know but little of the city, although I have been to many sections of it again and again, our inheritance is exceeding great, don't hurry eternity is before you and the vast plains of paradise, Paul said, all the riches of the eternal city are yours forever, now said David, step up and take a seat beside Paul and myself, then David said to the rider of his chariot, you may drive past the children's polytechnic and let our brethren who just arrived to see what our Lord has prepared for the little ones of his kingdom, then we began to fly through the great avenues and we passed out of the city at the gate of Manasseh, then we flew over the vast plains, mountains and valleys of paradise, the avenue was broad and lovely. We passed many gushing fountains and groves of the trees of life. These were not for shade as no burning sun smites either the city or the blessed paradise, then David said, see we are coming near the children's spiritual polytechnic, can you hear them singing? Sure most distinctly and yet, the place was still out of sight, the streets were thronged with the little ones, usually in company with the angels or faithful mothers or those having care over them. The place was most beautiful indeed, the decorations were beyond description for everyone seemed to take an interest in the children and had brought celestial flowers worked into bouquets and wreaths of artistic beauty, with blooming shrubbery of an unfading character and of many kinds, I thought of the scripture, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary, beautiful and grand indeed. I whispered, the decorations overhead, the carpets underfoot, the upholstery and cushions were of the finest fabric, with tiny seats also of celestial velvet for the little ones, a thousand golden chains sparkling with diamonds, and gems of rarest beauty were arranged for the leaders in the service, a large and beautifully arranged platform was in the center on which several thousand could sit or stand, elevated so that all could easily be seen and heard. This was for the leaders in the great public services, great multitudes of children were rapidly filing in, and gathering towards this great center. They had escorts guiding them to their respective places. They like all the inhabitants of heaven were clothed in shining garments of the purest white, they had all entered the portals of the heavenly domain at some point of paradise, for it will be remembered that all souls enter paradise first of all, and as they are prepared for the fuller enjoyment of the king and his glory, they pass on toward the throne where God himself is seen and enjoyed in all his glory and majesty. All these children had been for a longer or shorter period in the preparatory departments of paradise, but they had now entered through the gates with greatly extended privileges. 6. The journey the hills and mountains of paradise, after attending the children worship service, we were leaving their cathedral, David's chariot was now here, with him were a number of new arrivals but who were full-fledged saints of earth, with exultant praises they were glorifying God their faces beaming with the light of heaven, David called to us saying. I'll see you again later. Go where you will, I must take these dear brethren far up the river toward the gate of Manasseh, where they will spend some time among the trees which you can see in the far distance yonder, as the chariot moved off, we were en route for a great reunion of the martyrs and confessors of our Lord during the dark ages of bitter persecution on earth, we walked to a station just not far. While waiting for a chariot I said to Mother and Mary, I am so glad of this meeting, I have heard so much of the days of awful persecution and of the thousands who were killed by fire and sword, Nero's persecution at Rome was an awful time when he burnt so many of the saint, I agree with said one of the saints waiting on the station who was himself a martyr on the earth, then he waved the flowing ends of his mantle. As a result a rider of the celestial vehicle saw him and turned his chariot toward us, 
as the chariot came near I noticed there were a number of coaches attached somewhat like our railroad train coaches on earth, I did not know the propelling power of these chariots, but something akin to the electrical currents of earth mightily operated these wonderful flyers of heaven, as the chariot slowed its speed and drew near us, we all stepped aboard and were greeted within by hundreds of the most joyous people I have met in heaven. The chariot moved on with wonderful rapidity toward the pleasure parks and hillsides of paradise, when at last it slowed up amid a mighty host gathering from all parts of the city of those who had been beheaded and martyred for Christ's sake, we saw many of those alluded to in the blessed book, which speaks of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets and others which had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, or bonds and imprisonments. We saw those who had been stoned, sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. Who had wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, but they were the thousands of others who had sealed their testimony with their own blood, they were the most joyful of all men I had met in all the heavenly domain, when the great assembly had finished the praise service following this was a heavenly picnic which for joy and gladness and demonstration of victories and praise, nothing in earth will compare to it, fruits of many kinds with the various spices and viands of the eternal world were prepared for the lunch, angels were busy at this service, it was difficult for me to learn of the multitudes of good things prepared for these saints, there was such an abundance, after all had eaten, then the thousands began their rambles through the valleys and among the hills and mountains of paradise great gorges with stupendous cataracts and magnificent scenery and pleasant places of rest and enjoyment abounding everywhere, perpetual blooming flowers with groves of trees and carpets of grass with such endless varieties bring their constant by rewards to those who rest from their labors, with an eternal satisfaction in this blessed paradise above, 7, journey to the preparatory department in the outpost station at paradise. After the rambling in the parks and hills of paradise we were planning it to a distant point in paradise, I was eager to see my wife who was busily assisting a great number of souls who had recently come into the heavenly realm from certain heathen countries where the missionaries had been busily preaching the Lord Jesus, so as we were waiting in the chariot I saw my mother and my daughter passing near, and I beckoned them to us, when I told them of my desire to see my wife and David's pleasing offer they at once accepted our invitation to go along with us, and they were soon seated by our side, mother at once said, I know well where they are, at one of the remote stations far beyond the gate of Benjamin, so David turned the chariot, the lord of the kingdom, the thoughts of the family reunion were so precious, mother and daughter by my side, David the sweet singer of Israel at our service, my whole soul was in raptures of delight with a sweet thought, then David began to slacken the speed of the chariot, and, calling me by my name said, I want you to notice what we are now passing, on both sides of the great avenue there were multitudes of peculiar yet most beautifully constructed mansions, David said these houses are built according to the tastes and fancies of their occupants, as indeed all the many mansions are, you have noticed the great variety of scenery and buildings throughout the city, no doubt, everyone can choose his own and change to another at his own will, God himself delights in variety and has made no two blades of grass alike, neither two grains of sand, nor two human souls alike, but communities in the world with similar choices education and fancies naturally group together here, so you see in these peculiar mansions, you will notice how happy and contented everyone seems to be in this great colony, mother now spoke and said to David, I have been here for many years and yet I have never seen anyone dissatisfied or restless or homesick, it seems our great father has anticipated all the wishes and desires of all his people and has so planned and arranged this eternal kingdom that everyone has his desires fully met in all things, David said, the city with all its variety of architecture and constructions, its fruits and rivers and its fountains, is adapted to all the nations of the earth, and from all the nations and people, multitudes from heathen nations are here, their children especially, in large numbers are here, for they do not arrive to the age of accountability as in Christian lands, these are all saved by virtue of the atonement, 
so thousands are gathered here well grown in years and it is these that are being taught redemption by faithful servants in the preparatory regions of paradise where we are now heading, David now said, are you ready? And the chariot moved on. We were now passing through a new section of the city to me, my mother and my daughter Mary seemed to be much at home and acquainted with the route, with this the celestial vehicle flew as with the speed of sound, the avenue was a perfect pleasure ground of delight, trees were loaded with their ripening fruit. Beautiful mansions on all descriptions. Thousands of happy souls going and coming. Many reclining on the cushioned upholstery of heaven. But with the speed we were now going thousands of mansions were passed without distinguishing one from another, then my daughter said, I see the gateway in the distance, are we so near the great jasper wall and the entrance into paradise? I asked, then I looked up to scan the great wall again with its magnificent splendors, as David was slowing his chariot we passed out at the gate of Benjamin with its great glistening pearl and shining hinges of gold. Then we saw in the distance one of the great highways of paradise, I was bewildered at the immensity and grandeur of heaven, I said, look at the mountains, hills, and valleys we are passing, my soul is perfectly full of rapture. The chariot now stood still outside a great archway leading to one of the preparatory departments of paradise, we all stepped out when to my surprise more than a hundred most beautiful spirits met us, all with the glory and light of heaven upon them. Introduction? I needed none especially to one, the fairest among the hundred, and altogether lovely, she sprang from among the rest and shouted, Glory to God in the highest. She fell on my neck but could not weep, neither could I, for none can weep in heaven, but the cup of our joy was full, I knew you were coming said Genevieve my wife, but did not know David would bring you, how glad I am you are now at home. And then here's mother and daughter she said as she clasped them both in her arms, as we walked slowly along I was introduced to many of those who met us at the gateway, I found they were from various parts of the world but all were engaged in a blessed service for our Lord, everyone seemed perfectly joyful and happy, we were now within a most beautiful building, a large drawing room or parlor, beautifully decorated with various kinds of ornaments unlike what I was used to seeing within the gates of the city. Everything was tinged with silver drapings, lovely indeed, and the upholstery of chairs, sofas was of magnificent designs of heavenly patterns, from this room we were brought into the large spacious dining hall which was fairly ablaze with burnished silver hangings and all manner of silver tinged tableware, think of a table 3000 cubits long, at which 10,000 guests can sit down at one time and you have some idea of this dining hall. Genevieve now ordered our luncheon which consisted of beautiful cakes of the finest of the wheat of paradise, with all manner of fruit with which paradise abounds everywhere, breadfruit grows in abundance and is one of the twelve kinds fruit on each tree, when our thanksgiving was over, Genevieve who sat by my side said to me, I have been anxious for this time to come when we should all be together again, and the sorrows of earth be past. There is no comparison between the humble fare of our earthly table and what we have here, how refreshed I feel, and then those wonderful fountains in the distance gushing up from burnished silver fixtures, and hundreds gathering about them drinking to their heart's content. Heaven indeed! How precious that promise, he shall lead them to living fountains of water. This is its fulfillment said Genevieve. And when you see the ten thousand at these tables with the bounties of heaven before them then you'll say, The Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, for truly all this blessed provision and infinitely more than what we can see here, is the gracious result of his thoughtful care of his people, for he hath prepared for them a city, now, said Mary to Genevieve, I wish you would take us through the great amphitheater, then we all arose and followed as Genevieve led the way. A doorway opened from the great dining hall into a stupendous, furnished with seats somewhat like the ancient amphitheatre of the world, thousands were seated in various places of this great building, silver furnishings were everywhere sparkling with the glory of paradise, this great hall I found to be one of the places where are gathered the heathen who have been saved by Christ and are yet uninstructed in the ways of the kingdom or in spiritual matters in reference to salvation. One of the stations of paradise opening its doors to heathen countries is just near this place, 
Genevieve then said, I always took a great interest in mission work in the world, in Sunday school and children's classes, and the same traits are with me here, of my own choice I spend much time instructing the precious souls who come to these portals of heaven ignorant of God's plans and purposes, all the heathen infants are saved as well as those in civilized and Christian lands, a larger number die in childhood and youth, who have never known the law of God to bring them under condemnation and being under the free gift with eternal life, they are gathered here in very great ignorance, then Genevieve quickly arranged for others to cover her place in the great preparatory classes, as we are to leave the amphitheater, 8, the field, harvest and agriculture in heaven, David now said, have you a choice of routes? A thousand leagues are between us and the city gates, Genevieve quickly spoke and said, let us go by way of the gorge route including the cliffs for I remember Mr. Sodi was very fond of natural scenery and especially that of a mountainous and stupendous character, David's chariot began to tremble as a thing of life again, we turned to the many standing at the gateway and said goodbye, as the chariot moved away, they soon faded from our sight in the distance behind, beautiful fields with teeming harvests were spread out in a great valley before us, mother spoke and said, not a drop of human sweat was needed to produce these fields of golden harvests, there is no curse here, no weeds nor briars, but our good fathers will make all provision for us, everything grows in heaven without human toil and sweat, yet men are employed to gather in these great harvests and the labor is but a kind of picnic for joy, beautiful flowers of endless varieties were lining the celestial chariot's pathway the fragrance from the fields and flowers is so exhilarating, my soul is filled with raptures of delight, we now came in sight of beautiful buildings in the distance, so I said to Genevieve, what are those buildings we see other there? Just a village of paradise she said, many of the inhabitants have mansions also in the city, but often spend much of their time here, as these pleasure grounds are greatly appreciated. David slackened the speed of the chariot as we passed through its streets, beautiful fountains were beside the driveway and so were the trees with their ripening fruit, then David halted beside a gushing fountain, we all sprang from the chariot, and with silver goblets we were refreshed with the water of life from the fountain, after selecting such fruit as we needed we were again in the chariot, which moved on with slackened speed, for the scenery was too grand to be hastily passed by. Soon the hills and mountains far in the distance before us came in view, a lovely river winding about the foothills was also plain to be seen, we passed deep gorges between the hills and spurs of the mountains lent their enchantment to the scene, the roadway was now winding among this gorgeous mountain scenery. The chariot was climbing the mountain sides, so as to pass over the high mountain valleys, David now turned to me and said, my son, I am delighted to have this opportunity of driving through this stupendous mountain route, nor do I ever tire of it, it reminds me when I used to hide in the caves and among the rocks and mountains one fleeing from Saul my persecutor, those were times never to be forgotten, I have often looked but in vain hoping I might see Saul coming in a chariot along some of the great mountain roads of paradise, but I have never met him nor have I heard any word concerning his presence within the gates of paradise or the city itself, poor soul I said, he rejected God's word and denied obedience to him, and the penalty must be paid, I now looked up to the vast overhanging crags above us and again downward to the deep gorges of thousands of feet below, at different places along this roadway were beautiful pleasure grounds so when or wherever any desired they could alight from the chariot and enjoy strolls among beautiful shrubbery and all manner of trees bearing fruit, David brought the chariot to a standstill, and we all gathered beneath the wide spreading branches of one of the trees of life and began to gather of its fruit, I felt so full of thanksgiving to God, how vast is this great paradise I asked David. He said, there is plenty of room in heaven for all the millions that ever have been or ever will be born these pleasure grounds are almost limitless, I do not know the utmost bounds of heaven, possibly Enoch, Abraham or Moses can tell, one thing I can tell, there is no sin, no sorrow, nor death here. There is no evil-minded person in all this vast domain, nothing that worketh abomination or maketh a lie ever enters within the gates of the city or even paradise itself, 
After praising the Lord with David we were soon seated in the chariot and David touched the magic button and the chariot moved along, rolling on in the mighty ascent toward the mountain summit, off in the distance could be seen peak after peak and mountain after mountain, everything glittering with the glory of God upon it, still we moved on and mounted higher and higher, spanning immense gorges on causeways built by the Lord of the kingdom himself, to one unaccustomed. It seemed both a dizzy and dangerous route, I said to Genevieve, are we entirely safe with such prodigious heights and such speed? Safe. Dangerous route. She said, there are no dangers or accidents in heaven, mistakes are few as we soon learn the deeper wisdom of God, then we passed many chariot loads going in the direction from where we had just come, all were so cheerful and happy, then we went mounting still higher. We soon came to a most lovely park on the plateau high up on the mountain summit into this park, David guided his chariot, we sat a moment spellbound at the lovely scenery. Groves of heavenly fruit-bearing trees, flowering shrubbery of many kinds, roadways winding in all directions, with a great number of chariots much like David's standing here and there, with others slowly moving about filled with joyous souls men women and children all happy and enjoying this heavenly pleasure ground to the full. Sure enough, David now brought his chariot to a halt, many of the great host turned toward us, recognizing David, in a few moments a great company had gathered near, saluting David and us. But, we were soon introduced and greeted afresh, David now said, take your leisure, go where you wish, we took a long stroll meeting hundreds who like myself were here for the first time, the great pleasure park was fifteen or twenty furlongs on each side, numerous fountains were located at different places, and were the sources of innumerable rivers and streams in paradise, and a part of the great system which flows from the city and from the throne itself on the banks of which, both in the holy city, and throughout all paradise grow the trees of life with their twelve manner of fruit. A table in the center was literally covered with this delightful fruit of paradise of which we all let freely, while enjoying this most interesting visit, at last we arose and David started a hymn playing upon his harp, we all joined and sang with him, after much conversation we decided that all would go together to the farther side of the park, David led the way and we all followed, we soon found that many of these blessed men had not visited this place nor passed over this route for a long time so it seemed as new to them as to us, again I said to Genevieve, I am glad you chose this route for our return trip to the city, such glorious things as are in store for us. We soon came to the outer limits of the park where we found ourselves on the very summit of a great mountain range in paradise, as we stood and looked off in the far distance over the foothills and down through immense valleys and plains, we seemed lost in wonder, in the beautiful clear atmosphere of heaven. We could see great distances over and into the valleys many leagues below us, the roadways winding down the mountainside with such a variety of trees on their borders rendered the scene before us without a parallel in all creation, as I stood looking over this wonder, I said to David, what I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. As we looked far down into the valley as well as along the mountain slopes we could see an innumerable number of mansions and temporary residences of those who preferred to spend much of their time in these regions of paradise, I thought again of our Lord's words, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there ye may be also, what provision he has made, then just to think that these are here forever, and ours to enjoy always. No sickness. No old age no death, sorrow nor crying. Redeemed and saved forever. Only a little while ago we were in the world subject to sickness, sorrow and death, now all this is past, no more death. But in heaven equal to the angels, and with the saved of all ages. Then David now came and said, we need to be on our journey, and so bidding our holy brethren good by we return to the celestial chariot after gathering our needed supply of fruit and drinking again from the gushing fountain we were quickly seated in David's chariot for our journey to the city of the great king, so the chariot moved on leaving the mountain scenery behind us, our route now was through a broad but beautiful valley, we could see such great distances before us in the clear light of paradise, 
the great orchards, orange and lemon groves of the world were but miniature garden spots to what now opened before us. As we made our descent from the heights behind us there was spread out as far as the eye could reach. On either side immense groves of fruit-bearing trees of all kinds and descriptions, interspersed with most lovely flowers such as I had never seen before. I was bewildered with this magnificent glory and wonderful provision of our God so I fell on my face, Genevieve and Mary both joined me and blessed loud the God of our being, when we arose my mother said to me, from these regions vast supplies of food are taken into the city, she said to me, look at those drain loads over there, wonderful, I said as I saw hundreds redeemed souls busily loading them with fruit and spiritual vegetables of all kinds. A hundred leagues of these groves were passed, I saw many thousands of happy spirits gathering fruit from these orchards of beauty and trainloads were frequently leaving en route for the city of the king, Genevieve now said. Do you see the light of the city yonder? Indeed I shouted, I think it must be the sunrise of a June morning in heaven, how well you have judged, said David, the son of God. The Lamb himself is the light of heaven, it's always like June morning. There is no winter here, in a few moments the golden wall of the city came into view, and the gate of Simeon loomed up before us, I said please David slacken your speed, give us more time to see and consider the greatness of this mighty wall, and to read again the names of the foundations on which it stands, we pass in at the gate of Simeon, the angel of the gate threw up his hands with a lovely welcome, I said to Genevieve. Why do the angels guard the gateways bearing the names of the twelve tribes of Israel? She said, with the increasing numbers gathering at these gates they would be blocked and jammed to our utter confusion, so the angel is stationed just to guide the hosts, to preserve perfect order, and to welcome all who are prepared for the blessing of the city and the mansions, so the angel's presence and judgment decides. When we entered the city through the gate of Simeon we traveled to Children Polytechnic where we dropped Genevieve, Mother and Mary, David's chariot was standing on the opposite side of the avenue where he was still gathering some fruit and filling his basket, then we boarded the celestial vehicle en route to the throne, Genevieve said to David, go by way of the mansions of the prophets and call at the mansion of Jonah, while we were on the way I said to David. Please tell us about the mansions of the prophets of which Genevieve spoke of, I will be glad to tell you about them, very many of the prophets and ancient men of Israel, including the patriarchs had their mansions located near together, they are so grouped that they have easy and ready access to each other, these they their own quarter and yet everyone has perfect privilege to go and come as he likes, it is thought no intrusion here to come and stay as long as one desires. Everything in the city belongs to each of us, we are heirs of it all, from all the avenues and streets of the city this one was most gorgeously decorated, a branch of the river was flowing in the midst of it, on either side were growing the trees of life interspersed with many varieties of most beautiful shrubbery, no earthly camera ever made a picture even to compare to this heavenly glory. Since leaving the children's polytechnic our chariot had been rolling along with indescribable speed. Many hundred furlongs had been passed while Bohemond and I had been talking over the experiences of each since we had parted. Now, said David, we are coming near to the mansions of the ancients, and slackening his speed he said, you can recognize the names of many of the occupants no doubt, for all who are acquainted with Jewish history will be familiar with many of the names you see yonder. Sure enough, upon the doors and posts of the verandas and other places were the names of many of the ancient saints of God, we all sprang from the chariot and David leading the way, we were soon at the threshold. There are no doorbells to ring in heaven, for everyone is always welcome. As well might a busy bee ask admission into its own hive as for one saint in heaven to have to ask another to admit him to his mansion, for there is an eternal brotherhood in heaven, with all things in common as we know but little of on earth. We rejoiced exceedingly when David said, I see Jonah now through the hallway yonder. As we entered his mansion, he came toward us and David saluted him with good morning, my brother, good morning to you said Jonah, I am always glad to have you come in. Tell me who are these brethren with you? Recent arrivals, brother Sodi is a Greek of Jewish descent but later from the Scandinavian people and Bohemond from northern Russia. After visiting Jonah we continue our journey to the throne, 
I said to David, are we not almost as near the throne as we were when we turned back for the trip in paradise? Quite as near said David, but we are approaching it from another quarter, the light seemed so bright, yet not dazzling for we were being prepared for it, thousands of happy souls were passing us, many loads were being made up at different points arranging for the great convocation, now, said David, we must halt for I see an angel calling to me, he sprang out of his chariot, and after a few minutes talk with the angel, he came and said to us that he would have to leave us here for a little season, as he was called to a distant part of the city, I think I shall leave you for only a little time, you can enjoy yourselves, strolls as you like, call at any of the mansions you wish, feel perfectly at home as all you see is yours, I have to make a hasty visit to a distant part of the city on business matters concerning the great convocation, if I do not return in time for you step on any of the chariots and you will be taken to the throne in due time, so saying we stepped from the chariot. He bade us goodbye with a lovely bow and wave of his hand, and his chariot had gone, later Isaiah kindly offered his services to go with us. We thanked him and his chariot soon slowed up at an entrance where thousands were gathering the place seemed to contain a space somewhat equal to a ten or twelve acre field in the earth. Circular seats ran the whole course round the spacious place of worship. The orchestra occupied an elevated position in the center, and a thousand harps and voices were thrilling the vast audiences with the melodies of heaven, David's harp and voice never seemed so sweet as at that service, many fathers of the early church were there, many who had suffered persecution and the martyrdom were also there, their faces glowed with a peculiar joy as their words fell like fragrant oil upon that wonderful host, at the suggestion of Saint Bartholomew we all fell on our knees and faces, and with one heart and voice gave God all the glory, many short sermon were preached to the thousands, many of whom like ourselves were newcomers into the city, this seemed to be a preparatory service for the great coming convocation at the throne, Isaiah with his long flowing beard spoke as with a silver trumpet, announcing the general order newly arranged for the great occasion, Enoch's face shone equal to the angels as he shouted the glory of his Lord, John the Baptist also with his piercing voice stirred the congregation as to a flame of fire, the blessed virgin was also there and her sweet voice was like waves of light over all the people, we found she was held in great esteem in heaven, Priscilla and Aquila both gave public utterances of great helpfulness, many others witnessed to the great goodness of God, at last we all stood and sang a doxology and with one voice and as one soul shouted the praises of him who had redeemed us to God by his own blood, the services now closed and in passing out we saw many new arrivals from the earth, some were our own acquaintances, what joy in meeting these and to think we could now help them in their knowledge of the heavenly kingdom. They were so full of adoring wonder and praise that they could not restrain their feelings. We now cast our eyes up the broad avenue in the direction we were going only to see it simply crowded with saints and angels bound for the great convocation at the throne of the Father, these were in chariots of various descriptions, or walking leisurely along, eagerly engaged in joyful conversation and pleasant visits by the way, it called to mind those great occasions in the world when ancient Israel was gathering at her great annual feast of the Lord of Jerusalem when a half million or a million souls would be gathering from cities, towns, and country throughout the Holy Land, but at this feast innumerable hosts were pouring in from all directions, those who had been gathered from all kingdoms, nations, tongues, kindreds and people of the earth, Israelites and Gentiles, no such gatherings have ever happened in the world for any purpose as was gathering here but this time we were so near the throne that great waves of light and glory were flashing out in all directions, an earthly sunrise on a bright June morning is but a faint picture of this glory, we were yet several leagues away, but the magnificent buildings and exquisite mansions were simply beyond description, on both sides of this great avenue were the beautiful mansions built in the early days of heaven itself which were in those early times occupied by the first saints who crossed the threshold of time into eternity, for there was a period in eternity when no soul of man walked these golden streets, nor saw, nor enjoyed this celestial glory, but from the days of Abel they began to gather here, with an ever-increasing ratio, I was reminded again and again of our Lord's word on earth, 
in my father's house are many mansions, and truly they had all been prepared by our blessed Lord himself, using angels and men as his workers, there were also very large and spacious mansions more especially for the angels as I was told, where they congregate and worship God, and where they receive the divine commandments and from which they often start on their missions of love to yonder world of sin and sorrow, lovely fountains were gushing up their silvery streams of life in the midst of the streets, and with the golden vessels of this holy sanctuary we were constantly refreshing ourselves, for the chariot was moving very slowly and leisurely along, Enoch now came and said, we are almost to the southern entrance, and with this signal we all arose in the chariot and stood to our feet, the newer arrivals were so overcome and overawed by the majesty and glory of our surroundings that we began a hymn of praise, when we had finished the hymn, we all knelt upon the seats of the chariot and poured forth our praise to God. Bohemond shouted and said, Throne of God, I am simply lost in the glory. Just at this moment David's chariot drove by our side, it was filled mostly with strangers, but among them was Genevieve, my mother, and Mary, David had returned by the way of the children cathedral and found room for mother, Mary and Genevieve. Now both chariots stood still, and we all alighted, and walked but a short distance and stood beneath the wide-spreading branches of one of the trees of life, here we sang another hymn and again we fell on our faces with adoring praise, we were so overcome with the majesty and glory all around us that we knew not what to say or even think, thousands of the saints were gathering around us and pressing on nearer the throne, all those ancient men and women of the chariot went forward at once, but Bohemond, Genevieve, Mother, Mary and myself stood a few moments to consult further with each other and with David who now came to us, with there was a fear and in all we could not overcome, all the rest were perfectly at home, and we tried to be, but felt a shrinking in our souls the thought of soon standing beside the throne and looking in the face of the great Jehovah made us think deeply of our preparation, beyond all my power of description are the splendors of the throne itself as we approached nearer the center of the great city and to the region of the Father's throne, mighty waves of light and glory came constantly rolling over us, and with them came such refreshing baths of love, peace and joy, that our gladness was indescribable. Having reached a degree of perfection never known before, the noiseless chariots were moving in all directions, countless throngs of happy spirits clothed in the purest garments, and the expression of every face being that of the serenest peace and composure of soul were moving toward and from the throne, vast numbers like ourselves were approaching the throne for the first time, many of whom had been within the compass of the majestic wall a long time, but the entire satisfaction with all the surroundings and the perfect contentment of soul made them linger long at each new object with which they came in contact, it was well for them that they did for the glory of the throne which excelleth all else would be too great for them, I saw May who on account of the majesty, glory and light, was so overcome, that it reminded me much of the experience of many on earth during great revival seasons, whose spiritual perceptions were greater than their nervous powers to endure, hence there followed prostrations, trances, fainting, shoutings and kindred experiences notwithstanding, we had been graciously prepared for it. Yet we were so overawed at our surroundings and the sight before us that we did not know what to say or even think, comparisons with earthly scenes, the richest and grandest or the greatest works of man would give but a faint idea, even human language itself is too tame to tell the story, the memories of childhood experiences were constantly rushing through our minds, so that I said to myself again and again, is this only a dream or is it real? Have I seen a vision or am I really in heaven? No dream ever came to me on earth like this, no grandeur ever equaled it, no dream of glory so enchanting, we had been standing spellbound a long time, when a man whose face was beaming with a halo of light came to us. He seemed to realize our situation and said, Dear brethren, have you just come to the throne for the first time? I replied to him, We have been for quite a little time within the city but have been detained with so many things and wonderful scenes, that we could not reach the throne earlier, who have been wise, said our friend, who was interesting himself in us, for even now you are none too well prepared for the great things which are just before you. If you would like to have me, 
I will accompany you for just a little while in your introduction to this most blessed and exalted place in our Father's house. We would be much pleased to have you do so, for we are in much ignorance as to what is before us. I turned to Bohemond and said, How fortunate to have such company and assistance, and yet we knew that in our Father's house with its many mansions we need have no fears for our needs would be met at the right time. At this he brought us to a sparkling fountain not far from one of the great entrances to the throne, and with a golden goblet gave us a drink, then he went a little distance to a mammoth tree whose branches were everywhere hanging low and brought us each a cluster of its fruit, when we had eaten it, he pronounced a blessing upon us and suddenly our eyes and minds were prepared for the greatest glories to which a mortal man has ever been exalted, and to those scenes we will now turn our attention, Enoch now led us to the throne itself, it was encircled by wonderful majestic bands of light with all the colors of the rainbow, which signified the attributes of the Almighty God and Father of us all. We seemed now to comprehend God as we never had before, I thought of the band of light that encircles the planet Saturn, 